Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 19 of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. And I hope you're ready, because we're about to talk taunting. The Patriots sucking. Die hard. And a little eggnog. Boys, are you ready to have some fun tonight? I'm I'm ready to have some fun. Absolutely. It's all holiday season. <laughs> it is the holly jolly season. But before we start talking about tonight, Chris, give us a breakdown of Thanksgiving for you last week. Um yeah, I had a real chill Thanksgiving, smoked a ham, went Black Friday shopping on Thursday, which doesn't make any sense. No. Um, yeah, hung out with the wife and kids. Was that your first time smoking a ham? Uh, it was the first time smoking a ham. It was uh, it was a successful first time. Nice. Um, highly recommend it if you've never done it. Uh, yeah, it was pretty easy. Very, very easy. Yeah, hung out with the family for our Thursday. Went out in Cookville. Went out to the local Vinny T's. Friday night with my brother. Um played golf saturday i told i told my brother like when i woke up saturday morning i was like man i'm not drinking today on the golf course that lasted all of about 27 seconds <laughs> I had to crack one open after one two and uh this tournament we get to through with our 15th hole and i look at that radar and it's starting to sprinkle and it does not look pretty i'm like hey fellas let's just go into the clubhouse forget the last three holes but there's a taco bar at the end of it i was like We'll be first in line for tacos. So we did that. It was a successful golf tournament as far as that goes. <laughs> uh, we, we shot a 62, which was uh, nice. better than expected. Uh, keep in mind, we only played 15 holes. So Yeah, that was sort of the <laughs> kicker there. Good, good point. So, it's it's kind of like yeah, when we, me and Hickman play, a 62 on the front nine's not bad. Uh, yep, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we, we didn't play great, but we had a good time. It was, it was a good Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I had a good one. Nice. Well, speaking of good ones, Hickman, how good was yours? Well, um, hey, I missed out last week. Um, it was, we did too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Cole, Cole did a great job. Well, uh, Cole, uh, Cole did a job. <laughs> At some point, uh, Cole and I need to be on together so we can tell the story of uh, how we met in college. It was pretty good. But anyway. Was it behind um, the Wendy's? It was not. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the Wendy's. <laughs> That's good to know. Prove it. Oh, my gosh. Prove it? <laughs> I'm going to get my DeLorean and go back and record it. <laughs> anyway, um, well, my, first of all, I, I've got to say, I do have some exceptions with y'all's takes on Thanksgiving food. Um, turkey, dressing, gravy, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce. I love it all. You got to have the right, the right, you know, proportion plate with all that stuff. I love Thanksgiving. I love all those foods. I love the right mixture of it. Um, the fact that y'all would choose ham and mac and cheese, it's, I mean, it's, it's breaks my heart. Do you eat good cran- foods. Yeah. Do you eat cranberry sauce any other day, but Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, I like cranberry sauce. It's a perfect garnish to a dish that's got, that's like, seriously, that's like a mashed potato and gravy dish or anything like that. You had cranberry Ser- sauce, it really lifts it. Yeah. Seriously, if you just eat good food, you don't need this garnish stuff you're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Do you, when you have your chicken fingers, do you dip them in anything? Oh, the barbecue sauce. 
Yeah, that's a garnish. So anyway, um, before so Thanksgiving was great, but anyway, that's all all I've got with that. Good time with family. However, the few days prior to Thanksgiving, um, Alicia went to Florida to see her newly born nephew and family. So that that was great. Uh, left me uh, by myself with the kids for uh, an extended weekend, which was which was fun. Um, so we chose to go to my folks' house, and that was all good. Took both the kids and the dog, survived all that. Well, my parents live in the Tri-Cities. It's near Bristol where they have the Speedway lights, Bristol Motor Speedway. So you can drive through and see a million uh, Christmas lights. Kids love it. It's a great time. So we did that. Um, you know, Drove the whole, whole experience. Took a couple hours. And of course, while I did that, um, left the dog at my parents' house, in the house where she usually stays. I've done that a million times. We get back. It's about 8 o'clock. I'm, like, rushing because it's bedtime for the kids. My son, who's 18 months old, he's, like, ready for a meltdown. He's ready for bed. So put his pajamas on. I'm in the kitchen um, in, my, in my parents' house uh, making his bottle. There's, like, I don't know, 20 seconds where I don't see the boy, which – ordinarily is not a problem but he is given to smashing things and throwing stuff anyway he comes walking back in the kitchen with his hand out and making a face like ah something isn't right just making some weird like confused grossed out face and he reaches up in his hand and he's like those kids do the like he sticks his hand out to show me what's in his hand and it looked like a giant tootsie roll Oh, did it, your, do your parents leave giant Tootsie Rolls laying around often? It turns out they do not. Oh. Unfortunately, he handed it to me, and with one single tooth mark in it was ah, a dog ah, turd. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so my, my housebroken dog pooped <laughs> in my parents' house in a matter of 20 seconds of non-supervision. My son picks up a turd and decides to take a bite. So, the one time that I have my kids for extended days, (laughs) at least I have a grin. (laughs) Uh, You know, he uh, ate a dog turd. Luckily, he didn't actually eat it. It was just a little tooth mark in it. But needless to say, I scrubbed the poor kid's mouth, all kinds of toothpaste, and really felt like a failure as a parent. Um, but, uh, that was the kickstart to the holiday season. So happy Thanksgiving guys. <laughs> so is that going to be a, become a annual tradition there in the Hickman household? Quarter eating a turd. Yeah. Just to go with the cranberry sauce. <laughs> long- That's what he needs that garnish. Yeah. As long as it's garnished appropriately, everybody can choke down a turd. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not going to be a tradition, but it will be a memory. Well, good. Well, good. Well, guys, we got a lot of sports to talk about. We're gonna make fun of the Patriots. We're gonna make fun of teams we don't like, and then we're gonna we're gonna do a little chug zipper pour action with some with some oldies but goodies. So, I hope you guys are ready because we're about to make sense of the week. All right, guys. First things first, top of everybody's mind. Hickman makes sense. What is wrong with the Patriots? They've been complaining all year that something's amiss. They've made some wild moves that people didn't really understand when they brought in Sanu for a third rounder, and he's averaging uh, something like second rounder, second rounder, Ouch. and he's averaging less than like thirty yards uh, receiving a game. 
But he signed there next season, so it'll work out. Yeah, because uh, Tom Brady is going to last until next season because he seems pissed. What is wrong with the Patriots? Well, I, first of all, I mean, it does happen every year. There's a swoon where they lose a game or two. They always lose at Miami for some reason, something ridiculous, and everybody's like, oh, the Patriots are done. But the same guy's still at the helm. Belichick's still there. So, um, yeah, they're struggling. It does look different this year because the offensive line is so bad. I think that's it. Whenever they struggle on the offensive line, the Patriots struggle, and it's been that way, I mean, frankly, for a while. Remember when they lost to Denver in 2015? It's because Brady got hit like 18 times, and they didn't have a running game. Like most teams, when you don't have a balanced offense, you struggle. And I think that's the problem now. Now, Belichick's going to figure it out defensively. They're still going to win the division. They'll get a bye, and they'll probably go to the Super Bowl again. But uh, I love seeing them lose. The Texans really actually whipped them. The game was the score was closer than the game was. The Ravens whipped them. I'd love to see the Chiefs do it this week. Um, but I think it just comes down to offensive line play. It's not there. There's no protection or, or running room. And Brady is getting ancient, which please go away, Tom Brady. Yeah, Chris, we got a 40-year-old Brady. We got a crotchety old man at the helm in, in Belichick. Is this the beginning of the end for the Patriots, Chris? I think it could be uh, oh. the end of the Brady-led Patriots. Yeah. Um, I think this is the last year he's there, to be honest with you. There's been quite a bit of speculation about that uh, already this year. His house is supposedly for sale, whatnot. Um, Brady just looks old. And he has no playmakers on the outside to get open. Yeah. And uh, that's a bad combination. I know Hickman focused on the offensive line. I really think it has more to do with there's no Gronk who's just a human cheat code. Uh, you can just throw the Keep ball the up. Point. And, and because they don't have Gronk and they don't have any skilled guys, um, I think this one reason Brady was so pissed that Antonio Brown was let go because uh, mm. they, they needed his, his skill to somebody that can get open. I mean, Edelman, I think the longest route he's ran all year is like five yards downfield. <laughs> uh, he just runs that same option route. Either runs inside or outside. And the DBs always guess wrong somehow. I don't know how that works out. Um, they, they, they just lack the weapons on offense. And Brady's arm strength, gosh, yeah. man, he, he is just – that ball is not zipping at all. So, I think this is the last of the uh, Brady-led Patriots. I mean, Belichick still thinks a great coach. And I think the – I think Belichick's going to stick around to prove that it wasn't just Brady. I think he, he has a little, I agree. Little, little chip on his shoulder about that. So, does Brady does Brady then try to pick up with another team next year? Oh, he does. I think he wants to play forever. Yeah, I mean, he's, in, he's in he's in good shape, but I mean the arm strength. I mean, eventually it just goes TV away. Twelve. I would love to yeah. see him go play for the Raiders. Oh, I was hoping he went to the Bengals personally. That'd be yeah. Bring it on. Go right ahead. No, Tom is going to like the Bears, the Panthers. He's going somewhere like that. The Bears, it makes sense. We could go to the Chargers. That would that would make oh, some sense. Yeah. Ooh. The LA market. That's true. Him yeah. and Bron Bron. <laughs> well, speaking of crybabies, I don't know what in the world's going on with college sports, but this whole taunting thing has appeared to get totally out of hand. It started at the beginning of this year when the Big 12 decided, decided that any team that did the horns down taunting a Texas player, uh, that would become a penalty, a taunting penalty. Now, 
as you may know, Chris, is when a Texas player does horns up, is that a penalty? It's not. Okay. But a horns down, evidently, is just so disrespectful. It has become a penalty. Kentucky and Louisville played this week. Biggest story after Kentucky beat them down was after the game, their coach at midfield decides to tell Mark Stoops a list of all the players during the game who did L's down the Louisville little handshake. Didn't have anything better to do during the game. Evidently, he knew he was outmatched. And luckily, Mark Stoops in Mark Stoops fashion said, I like you as a man. I think you're a good coach. But we got bigger things to worry about in this rivalry than our players doing hands that doing L's down. Um, Louisville fans are still pissed about it. Trying to figure out why that's not taunting. Are they going to make it a penalty in the future in the ACC? But the biggest of all, there was an Ole Miss player who decided to score the what he thought was the game-winning touchdown, get down on all fours, and act like a dog peeing. Guys, is taunting getting out of control or are just the reactions getting out of control? I think it's the reactions. I mean, <clears throat> the... The the peeing thing was, I mean, yeah, that's not classy, whatever. I don't know that I ne- would necessarily force a penalty. Like, that might have been Joe Moorhead's best decision ever as head coach is to accept it on the extra points <laughs> as opposed to the kickoff. But, I mean, celebration penalties, I've always been, I don't know, I've never gotten to. I'm just not a fan of them. Let kids celebrate. Let them have fun. I don't think the downward, like, Longhorns, the backwards L, like mocking a gator chomp, whatever, or a tomahawk chop. I don't think those things are whatever. What about the Bud Adams to the to Alabama's fans? <laughs> Double bird. Yeah. <laughs> He's the owner. He can do what he wants. But uh, fine him. Don't penalize the team. Anyway, yeah, that's, I, that's my thought. My whole thing is, I mean, one, it was two weeks ago, Louisville fans were doing the Miami U upside down to their own team. But yeah. two, I don't understand how the old Miss acting like you're a dog peeing. I, I just don't understand how that's disrespectful. Like, yeah, it's silly. To me, yeah, like to me, it would work in reverse. If your team is the bulldogs and you act like you're peeing on the other team, but you're the rebels and you act like a dog peeing every dog pees. I really don't understand how this is such a big I deal. Mean, he's not the first old Miss wide receiver to do that <laughs> celebration. <laughs> I mean, DK Metcalf did it a couple of years ago. So, I did mean, not know that. that. That's a big dog, too. So that's a tradition. It kind of, kind of is. It's, it's dumb. Like people get so worked up about dumb stuff, and in college athletics, like especially after being a manager for a year, um, seeing what the players go through during the week to prepare for games, and how treacherous some practices can be. Like, they should be able to celebrate as much as they want to. I don't care. I mean, as long as you're not just – and the thing is, like, just just start the 40-second play clock for the PAT. Right. They'll, they'll get off the field. Like, they have yeah. to. They call a timeout, get a penalty, <clears throat> they're going to chew them out. But for five seconds, go like out there that. and do something, go for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. This is Chuck Sipping Poor. I'm chugging players being able to celebrate. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, you know – as a as a Kentucky fan, if Louisville throws the L's up, I, that's what you do. Like we throw the L's down. I don't understand. Like like you all said, it's p- teams been doing this forever. Like the Gator Chomp. 
I mean, I hate to do this, but I'm actually going to applaud Florida. For some reason, they have never gotten up in arms when somebody chomps back at them. Like, yeah. it's just That's, what you do. It's part of a rivalry. Whoop-de-doo. I mean. If they score a touchdown and their player does a gator chomp, okay, go for it. <laughs> Don't, like, we should stop them, right? Like, let them celebrate. Yeah. Now, the old Miss one becomes a bigger deal. Chris, did the uh, dog peeing cost Matt Luke his job? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, if they made the extra point, they would have went to overtime, I think. So there's no guarantee they win in overtime, but I think it did cost him his job. <laughs> Just being honest. Uh, I think if they beat Mississippi State, uh, Luke is back for another year. I mean, he, he's he wasn't going to make it more than one more year. Right. I, mean, I, think he's, I think he's a coach that, I mean, if you put him out of school, he's not going to. He's not going to embarrass you, but he's not going to make you a winning football team. Like, he's kind of a good person. Uh, everybody there seems to like the guy. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're in the SEC. You're not Vanderbilt. You kind of have to win. And I, mean, I don't think they, Matt Luke is ever going to win. Yeah, they needed a coach who, like you said, was a good guy who could bridge the gap um, to the previous regime. Um and they brought him in knowing he wasn't the long-term answer, but he wasn't going to embarrass the program. All year, they'd just been waiting for that one loss where they could say, all right, it's time. Enough time has passed. We can actually go hire our coach now. Um, so I don't know if it actually cost him his job, but I actually think the administration was looking for any reason, and that loss was all they needed. I think they may still have fired him even had he won that game. but yeah, It's possible. So, Hickman, we got three SEC openings. Arkansas, Mizzou, and Old Miss. If you're an eligible coach, if they look at your resume and they say Kings Academy, Matt Hickman, <laughs> where are you going? Are you going Arkansas, Missouri, or Old Miss? Rank those in order for us. Oh, my grand total of two wins in two years at Kings Academy. That's really gonna <laughs> you uh, would move fit the right in Arkansas. That's true. <laughs> Which Sounds... is last among the three. <laughs> I would rank Arkansas last uh, because it's really difficult. I mean, you got to deal with Alabama, Auburn, and LSU in your division. Uh, going to get eaten alive on the recruiting trail. I think it's easier to win at Missouri. I think it's the easiest place to win because of your division. It's not. It's a. It's a very winnable di- division. Um, you're you're not the two stars. You are. Yeah, but you are at Arkansas too. But you don't play Alabama every year and Auburn, and LSU. You deal with Georgia and Florida, but they're way more beatable. Um, I think Ole Miss is the best of the three um, because of it's probably, you know, resources, history, fan base, et, et cetera. Um, it's, it's a tougher, um, you know, it's as tough as Arkansas given it's, well, sorry, the, the competition is the same as you would have at Arkansas, but uh, you've got more resources, more, more pedigree. I think it's going to be, you're going to get more four stars to go to Ole Miss than you are Arkansas or Missouri. Um, so I would rank them Ole Miss, Missouri, Arkansas. I am going to flip the script on you. I think Arkansas is the place I want to go. I think, if I, could, I think if I can tap into that Walmart money. Are you doing a little woo-pick suey for everybody? <laughs> they do have the best chance of the three. I think if I can get some Walmart money, I can upgrade facilities. I'm closer to Texas than everybody, closer to Oklahoma than everybody. Um, I mean, none of those three places are anywhere I would want to live. Um. But I, I think Ole Miss, you are, you're not winning recruiting battles in Alabama, in Louisiana, or in Texas. Um, and I just wouldn't want to live 
in uh, in Mississippi. Uh, I do think Missouri is probably the easiest place to win. Um, yeah. But if I'm given a long term, if I know they're giving me six, seven years, I think I may go Arkansas first just because I think it's it's possible. It's been done before to be dominant there at, at Arkansas. How, how many years did Arkansas get their last coach? <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, a train wreck, though. I mean. What did what did he get two? Uh, like one one point something. <laughs> he won midseason during the second. How year. many how many conference games did he win in that time frame? I want to say zero. Yeah, you gotta win one, man. That's pretty bad. <laughs> How'd you I, rank him, Chris? I I think it's uh, Ole Miss is number one by country mile. I think Arkansas is number two by country mile, huh. and I think I think Missouri's third. Uh, Missouri, I, they, they don't really have the money to compete in the SEC. Their facilities are just absolutely straight-up garbage. They do not care about them. And if you've ever been to Columbia, Missouri, there ain't shit to do there. Like, literally <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, uh, I think I would go Ole Miss, Arkansas, Missouri in that order, and I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to change the order. So. And I feel like if you're at Missouri, I mean – how long of a trip is it from Missouri to Florida, like to Gainesville? Oh, oh you're, I mean, you're on a you're on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> you're on you're on a long plane ride every week. Um, I'm also at Missouri. I thought Barry Odom did a did a fine job at Missouri. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad fire. Why they were so eager to fire him? Because I could almost guarantee whoever they pick next will not do as good. Well, it's probably because they have Derek Dooley on staff and they saw what could be. There you go. Just promote from within. I, I yeah, I mean, look what look what he did with that offense with Kelly Bryant at quarterback. I mean, that thing was a juggernaut. <laughs> 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 All right, well, let's, uh, let's transition our way here into some college basketball. It's a crazy season. We've already had three number one teams lose. Somehow, Kentucky's loss to Evansville is not the biggest loss of the college basketball season. Thank you, Duke. Um, but we also have a different um, different climate. We've got Penny Hardaway at Memphis, Juan, ha- Juan Howard uh, at Michigan, who I don't know if you guys saw, made the biggest jump in the history of the AP poll, went from unranked to top five. Uh, they might make the, the biggest good. ball. <laughs> after beating two top 10 teams in the Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, we got Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, and I don't want to get into the messes going on at Georgetown right now. Good idea. <laughs> but right now, two of those three look like really good hires. Um, so you guys are Tennessee fans. If you had to have a former player come back and coach your team, who are you picking? <laughs> oh man, we're pointing at each other here. Don't well, get too given, excited now, guys. <laughs> given the incredible success at the front office level of Ernie Grunfeld, <laughs> uh, no, it can't be him. Uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Summit because he's not going to sleep with players. So I mean, that's you can check that one off the list. Uh, I think he could be wow. a better men's coach than women's coach. So wow, okay. give me Tyler Summit. He has, he has Tyler Summit bloodlines. Yeah. Uh. Is he coaching anywhere now? Uh, he's, he's I don't think the, he can. I think he, he knocked up a player. Like, I yeah, don't... and then he had to leave, but I thought he may have got signed on somewhere else. I couldn't remember. Uh, he's probably somewhere, but it may be at the high school level. <laughs> <laughs> he's down there at Alcoa High School. 
Okay. I mean, I mean, if I could pick, I, I might pick Ron Slay. He's, That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, the Slay. Favorite. It'd be he's the most fun. Balls. Uh, he, he, I want to. He would get a really hype. I mean, he would, he would, he would get some recruits in. Woody. Um, headbands, sure. for, headbands for everybody. Who's going? Who wants to come play for the sleigh? The, the Bring, sleigh's going to be having. He'll have his headband on with the suit. He'll be rocking the suit <laughs> with the headband. <laughs> He's going to bring Wayne Chisholm to sit on the bench with him so he can have a headband, too, that nearly pops off. It's oh, going to be awesome. Okay, one more option. We could, we could have Stephen Pearl and have Bruce as his oh head assistant. Gosh. Uh-oh. They'd win. As we'd big as Slim Pickens. Instantly. <laughs> Slim as Pickens as, in Knoxville. As big as Thompson Bowling is, I'm not sure uh, Stephen's nose is fitting in that gym anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So there's no, I for some reason the only name I come up with for you guys. There's no interest in like Allen Houston. Nope. His his dad was a horrible coach. Yeah. 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 He's my least favorite Nick of all time. So. Because of the contract. Um. Uh, just because I he Latrell Sprewell is better. So. Amen. Okay. Just saying. At well, choking people. <laughs> that I hate too. to say it, but Kentucky. I mean, Cal's not going to stay here forever. And when he goes, I think you got to get the guy who has proven he can win in Rupp Arena. And you call up old, <laughs> you go down to Evansville and you call up Walter McCarty and you say, Walter. Hey, <laughs> uh, funny story about that. They were interviewing him post game. And in the interview, he was like, Yeah, I told the players we win this game, party at my house afterwards. So I guess when we get back to Evansville, party at my house. <laughs> I was like, he probably shouldn't say that on like live TV. <laughs> nah. No, I, I like Walter. I think he. I mean, he's done a good job with Evansville. He coached under Brad Stevens for a while. Um, I mean, they picked to finish like eighth place in whatever conference they're in. It's pretty yeah. Solid. So Tennessee's picked to finish eighth or ninth in their conference every year too. That's not always where they finish. That's true. Boom roasted. No. That was a compliment. I, was, I think I was that's giving like the you biggest. Props. That's the biggest compliment you've ever given Tennessee sports. So thanks, <laughs> I'll take it. True. Sorry, it's been a it's been a long Louisville hate week, but unfortunately, their basketball team is actually good. It's almost as good as their court is. Man, that logo center half court is it's pretty awesome. You, you like the uh, the dirty bird with the ball? I like the dirty, and he has he even has the Adidas shoes on, to, like to be on <laughs> brand. Like it, it, it's it's nice. No, I. I think we're in for a crazy year for college basketball. Um, the problem is Louisville looks like the clearly the best team this year, but they play that same stinking Virginia defense that, you know, there's first 20, 50 wins. Yeah. There's 20 shots a game. I'm just like, they look like they were clearly the better team against uh, Michigan, Michigan. But yet the game seemed to be within 10 or 15 the whole time because it's the way that they play. They just muck it up and, Ugh, it's hard to watch. Drives me nuts. All right, guys, let's move on to some Chug Sip for poor action here. First up this week, we're gonna Chug Sip or pour some eggnog. Matt Hickman, where are you where are you feeling the eggnog? Chug. I love some eggnog. Eggnog and boiled custard. You'll see them both there uh, in the holiday section. But uh, I'm a fan of both. Ooh. Uh, I always so, see them both. What is the difference between the boiled custard? Could not tell you. No idea. But I like them both. <laughs> I think boiled custard has a little less of that, um, I don't know, that, that like nutmeg flavor to it. But uh, I don't know. I like, I like them both. 
It's a little smoother. Chris, Chuck Zipper, pour that eggnog. Um, I'm going to uh, pour because I've never tried it, but shocker, it's not that adventurous when it comes to food. Wow. Also, yeah, my, my, I have the palate of a two-year-old. My, my, my three-year-old, he loves some bowl of custard. Like, he is demolishing that. But myself, I just look at it and I go, it's not for me. Oh, I love some eggnog. Uh, it's kind of my favorite thing at this time of year. I like it with the bourbon, without the bourbon. I'm a big yep. eggnog guy. But I have to sip it because I've yet to come up with a way to chug eggnog. That is some thick stuff. It's a sip and drink for me. Uh, so as much as I love eggnog, I am hitting the sipskis on that. Real quick story. This is like the mo- one of the most disgusting things I've done, which is saying something. I don't know if you remember this. This was uh, right after Thanksgiving break uh, in 2000, maybe five in college. Logan, you and my old roommate, Jeremiah, and I watched Anchorman for the first time. Oh. Which we life-changing moment in itself there but um while watching it i drank a quart of eggnog <laughs> and had no ill effects Whoa. But, uh, yeah whole quart so i've had yeah experience chugging it i guess now we know where porter gets it from there he, he does <laughs> so we're stomachs are <laughs> iron over here all right chris i don't know if you saw this week papa john the OG Papa John namesake of the company who's no longer with them. He claims that he has eaten 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Something about some endeavor he's got coming up. He's mad at Papa John's thinks they've changed the recipe or something. I, I don't understand what, where he was staying. It's a bunch of rambling nonsense, 40 pizzas in 30 days, Chris, could you chug, sip, or pour eating 40 pizzas over a 30-day span? Um, it, in like an alternate universe in which pizza is healthy, <laughs> um, I would chug that because I love me some pizza. <laughs> I could eat pizza almost any day of the week, multiple times. Uh, you were the one that got me, now I think about it, you're the one that got me on that Sam's Club pizza slice for like a dollar. Yeah, that's, that's like could, half a pizza. It's literally like a quarter of one of their giant ass pizzas. <laughs> you get a drink. It's, it costs two dollars and forty nine cents. It's the best lunch good. deal, best lunch deal ever. And then you can add a hot dog for like a dollar nineteen <laughs> to it. <laughs> like, dude, this this is like cookout. You could add a side of quesadilla or hush puppies yeah. with your fries. It's literally four dollars. You get half, like a quarter of a pizza. You get a hot dog and a drink. Like, it's that's a great deal. Uh I love pizza, so I, I, I'll sip the idea of it. There's no way in hell anybody could actually do 40 pizzas in 30 days. Like, you get to day like nine, and you're like, "Oh, is there anything besides pizza available?" Um, I'm assuming you haven't seen the video because Papa John Schnatner looks awful. He looks like he has legit eaten 40 <laughs> pizzas in 30 days, and it is not sitting well with him. Oh, Hickman, where, Hickman. 40 pizzas, 30 days. Chuck Zipper pour. I could do it, but I, <laughs> I, I, I would have to make a bet. You could not. Can you make a bet on this? <laughs> of whether or not I could eat 40 pizzas in 30 days? Mm-hmm. How much weight did you lose here recently? 
<laughs> you might instantly put it back on. I would. I I I mean, I wouldn't do it. I would pour it out. Yeah, that sounds terrible. But I I'm confident I could. I eat too much. I mean, oh, uh, I don't. if there if there was a giant wager on it, yeah, you're on. <laughs> Y'all know I'll do some giant wagers, so. <laughs> That's like a, almost a pizza and a half a day. Not a pizza and a half. It's a pizza and what, a third? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. All right, what, what pizza are we talking about? I've eaten a pizza in a sitting. Everybody, all, I guarantee all y'all have eaten a whole pizza in a sitting. Once. Not on a regular basis. Not every day. No. Hickman, me and you, we're, we live in a different world than Logan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we're... <laughs> It's it's not uncommon for like football, like Sundays, for me to order a large pepperoni thing, crust from Domino's. And yeah, that, thing be, that thing will be demolished by the kickoff of the three o'clock games. Yep, I'm with you. You could do it wow. no problem. Our I, I, our boy uh, our boy McClure, I promise you, he could eat a whole uh, what sausage and banana pepper pizza, no problem. Perfect. That that giant pizza that take you have to like pre-order by two weeks, and by two Ooh, weeks you just have to call scratch. in. We need to do that. <laughs> I couldn't eat that whole pizza, but like your normal large pizza, yeah, Chris and I could do it. Yeah. Well, speaking of McClure Boyd, member of the fantasy league that we are all a part of, let him sneak into the fantasy playoffs. Guys, Chuck Zipper, poor Hickman. Fantasy playoffs that have two weeks per round, as my money league does. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pouring it out. It's oh, like you, the the nature of season long fantasy football. There's that huge element of chance. If you're a fifty fifty league, add that in there. That's that's cool. I, I like that, but I don't like the the two weeks. Maybe a two week final championship to make the championship round one special thing, but. Um, if it's like your semis are two weeks, then the championship's also two weeks. Uh, I know you're trying to establish who the best team definitely is, but um, by this point, chances like it's been a game of chance largely anyway, so just accept it. Good points. Chris, where do you stand on two weeks fantasy playoffs? Uh, yeah, at a principle, I am uh, pouring out everything to do with season long fantasy. <laughs> I'm surprised we uh, made it to the 30 plus minute mark before I had to bitch about fantasy football in season long formats. I scored the second most points. Our good friend Brandon Peak scored the first most points. And somehow in a 14 team league, both of us missed the playoffs. Makes no sense. No, no, it's not this... only missed the playoffs, but you all finished like ninth and 10th in a 14 team league. 10th place, second most points. If if this was like a 50 50 league, my record would be nine and four. I literally won. Um, I lost three games in which I scored in the top 50% in points, and I won zero of those games. So I hate season long fantasy. I literally. My money league, I've quit effective at the end of the season. I'm in a league with AWOL and Charlotte. I'm quitting get at the end of the season. Season-long fantasy is dead to me. Uh, but I do <laughs> like the idea of two week, two weeks playoffs because the best team really does win. Like you, can, you can go up against, um, I don't know, James White, who scores 35 effing points. <laughs> um, not that he had burnt me at all last week, but uh, – Oh, yeah, like I was up 10 points. I had Will Fuller. He had James White. I called AWOL before the game started. I said, 
hey, um, Will Fuller's about to put up one point, and James White's going to put up 25. Turns out I was wrong. Oh, you're exactly James White put up 35 points. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I called it with AWOL. Um, I, I'm season-long fantasy. It, I put a lot of energy into it, and it's all luck. It, there's no skill involved, like literally none, as you can look at, like, I don't know, McClure Boyd's team. Who finished about twelfth in points is 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 the third ranked team in the like the whole league right now. It's a joke, travesty. I hate mm. season long fantasy. So, on principle, I'm pouring it out, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I am uh, going to try to follow up that uh, nice little fantasy rant there, Chris. Um, I am for a two week playoff because I do think you know you are essentially trying to crown, make sure you crown the best team to win there. Um, even though there is a, a element of luck involved in season long fantasy, but as my, fa- as my money league does, the second week of the championship round is week 17 and I'm pouring that sure. out all day long. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to sip two week fantasy as long as you can finish it up. Um, so you can start the playoffs week 13, 14, then 15 and 16 for two rounds. Um, I like the idea of it, but you can't let that extend into week 17. Well, guys, as Hickman mentioned, this is the holly jolly spirit. It's the holiday season. How do you guys feel? Give me a little chug zip rapport about gift cards as Christmas presents. Matt, let's start with you. Zip. So um, a gift card present is out of obligation right it's it's usually usually i think it usually is there's sort of this obligatory sense to it i am thrilled if i get one frankly really happy about it thank you if anybody wants to send us gift cards the sports (laughs) nuts beer guts podcast will graciously accept um but you know if, if you're it's it's great, but if you get a gift that's you know something really thoughtful, like I'm not big on just random stuff or knickknacks or anything, but uh, some of those thoughtful gifts experiences, then that's 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 great. You always appreciate that. Uh, I'll sip. It's very much appreciated, but I I'm just not a huge gift person anyway. So I don't understand what's wrong with just the good old cashola, and the reason I know there's nothing wrong with that. When your grandma or your grandpa sends you that's not a present per se, but they're sending you money, do they ever send you a gift card? No. No, it is straight cash, homie. It's your birthday, you get 20 bucks. It's Halloween, you get 10 bucks. Like whatever well, it is Halloween. in your family. <laughs> what? There was a time when I was a kid I used to get money from my grandparents I need on to random change holidays. my last name to Brian, I guess. <laughs> But they just give straight cash. I feel like gift cards are like the lazy person's way of saying, hey, I at least thought about you enough that I had to go to Target to buy this gift card for whatever random thing that's out there. But I didn't really want to put enough time into it to actually get you something worthwhile. I'm not a big fan of the whole gift card, unless it's something specific like, hey, I want to go buy a new TV. Everybody in the world wants to know uh, know that wants to go buy a TV. So everybody gives me a gift card to Best Buy or wherever so I can go buy myself a TV. But in general, I'm pouring out the gift cards 
as Michael Scott said, we can all we all understand Christmas presents are essentially this tangible thing where you can point to and say, hey, man, I love you this many dollars worth. <laughs> Nothing quite says that like a gift card. I love you this many dollars worth. That's pretty funny. Chris, where are you at on gift cards? Chuck, um, sip or pour? Uh, toward, towards the last of what you said uh, hits home with me, so I'm going to sip it. As long as it's specific for something. Um, my mom, she gets me a gift card to the golf course next to my house every single year. Um, every single year, the golf course has like a uh, um, Black Friday sale where you can get a gift card to get you so many rounds of golf. So that's what my mom does for me every year. Um, that one, I would chug. I love it. But in general, when I get a gift card, I'm just like, like I'm like F-bomb. Like, <laughs> especially when they get you a one for the dollars that's in between, like a $50 gift card to Red Lobster. Like, you need to have to go to Red Lobster twice, twice. at this point. <laughs> Um, cause the first, the first one I'm, I'm going to spend $40. So then I'm like, I got stuck with $10. I mean, it costs you like $40 to go there almost. So, um, yeah, when it's, in between, when it's in between dollars, it, I'm just like, come on now. You gotta be smarter than that, but I'll sip it. I agree with most of what y'all said. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of this, but I already have on my Christmas list, a gift card to buy somebody this week. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. I don't know if you guys have seen or tried. McDonald's is testing out a new chicken sandwich. They have specifically said they want to get in the Chick-fil-A Popeye's Chicken War. So they've picked, I think it's Dallas and Knoxville, Tennessee. Houston and Houston. Knoxville. Houston and yeah. Knoxville as test markets for their new chicken sandwich. First off, have any of you guys tried said chicken sandwich? No. I have not. I meant to grab one today. I'll have to try it tomorrow. Um, for all of our Knoxville listeners or Houston listeners, give the old McDonald's chicken sandwich a try and, and let us know what you think. Guys, chug, zip, or pour. McDonald's trying to break in this chicken sandwich war battle royale out there. Well, first of all, didn't they already try that? Didn't they have what they call like the southern style chicken sandwich for a while? Wasn't that like blatantly shaped like a Chick Fil A and everything? So they yeah. already did it, right? You know more about McDonald's than me. I just remember, yeah, I know you hate McDonald's, right? It's like your least favorite place in the world. It's it's right up there with like vasectomy, yeah. Cool. You want to get snipped and have a Big Mac? Chris does not. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I'm gonna like just if you're gonna serve chicken sandwich, just serve a chicken sandwich. Whatever. I don't. I don't care. I'm gonna pour it out. Chris, um, where are you at? I'm gonna pour it out because just like everything else on the menu, McDonald's will line, find a way to f it up. So pour it out. Um, if I want a chicken sandwich, I'm going to Chick Fil A. There's no. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, if I, I mean, if I want decent fries and shitty burgers, I go to McDonald's. It is what it is. So, yeah, I'm pouring it out just because it's McDonald's and it's it's going to be terrible. Listen, okay. McDonald's is not called McDonald's Chicken. It's not called Chicken McDonald's. It's called McDonald's. Chicken is what Chick Fil A does best. Chicken is what Popeye's does best. What McDonald's does best is a dollar menu. On that dollar menu is a McChicken for a dollar. 
I'm not paying $4 for this McDonald's whatever chicken sandwich they have. I don't care if it's better than Chick-fil-A and Popeye's combined. I go to McDonald's for a McDouble, a small fry, and a sweet tea, and I'm in and out for like $3.38. So, McDonald's, I don't know what you're doing. You're you're late to the game if you're just trying to do it for publicity. I don't understand why you'd put all the money into trying to to do this when you just need to promote. You got a dollar chicken sandwich, and it's it may not be worth a dollar, but that's what you're selling. That's what you're known for. It's what you got. McDonald's, stay in your lane. Last chug sipper pour, Chris Collette. Chug sipper pour is Die Hard, a Christmas movie. I'm going to chug it. It happens at Christmas time. Um, it, why would it not be a Christmas movie? I mean, there's Christmas trees. There's Christmas music. There's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, just because it's an action movie doesn't mean it can't be a Christmas movie as well. It doesn't have to be on the Hallmark Channel. Nobody likes the Hallmark Channel anyways, except my wife, I feel like. Oh. So, uh, I'm chugging it. It's definitely a Christmas movie. Hegman? Chug! I mean, it has more Christmas songs than White Christmas does. Ooh. Fun fact. I mean, yeah, there's snow falling. There's a Christmas party. You got, you know, John McClain who's bearing gifts. It's awesome. Mr. Falcon. Yeah, Hans Gruber's a, a Grinch. It's fantastic. I, yeah, I don't understand what the debate is here. Um, I mean, what are they trying to say you have to do to be a Christmas movie? You have to have Santa Claus. You have to have the Grinch. I mean, Chris referenced the Hallmark Channel. Those are all about, you know, oh, some poor some, some poor single mom comes back home for the holidays. It happens around Christmas time. She falls in love with some baker down the street who's half blind. Um and that's the whole movie. Like, there is no Santa. There is no Grinch. Like, it's just crappy love stories that happen around Christmas. Die Hard happens to be an action movie that's not crappy that happens to happen around Christmas. You got to chug. It's a Christmas movie. Anybody that says not is a Grinch. I agree. Well I'm said. A, my wife is listening to this, this little uh, Chug Zipper Poor segment just for this <laughs> topic right here. <laughs> and we're going to continue we'll uh, we'll end every chug sip report for the next month with one christmas movie topic so if you've got one hit us up on the uh, on the facebook group uh, or on the or on the tweeter all right guys let's break down a couple conference championship games here we got four big ones we got the sec lsu in georgia we got utah and oregon oklahoma and baylor and ohio state wisconsin Hickman, which one of those four is the most intriguing to you? I mean, I think LSU and Georgia because you get – I think those are the two like biggest heavyweights. Ohio State's fantastic. I think Ohio State clubs Wisconsin. I think Oklahoma and Baylor, like, like you kind of – like Oklahoma and Baylor, Utah, Oregon could have been more exciting because under different circumstances, those could have been play-in games. Um, LSU-Georgia is only a play-in game for Georgia. LSU's in. <laughs> so, Good point. yeah. So you know that's that's where I am with that. I think that's a, I think LSU handles them pretty solidly. But um, Georgia's been there. They're not going to be afraid of LSU. So third straight SEC championship game, which they played. 
Uh, they've gone toe to toe with Bama a couple times. Come short. I think they'll come up short again, but it should be uh, should be an entertaining game. Chris, you like the Tigers there in Atlanta? I I, uh, I like the under. I don't know that I like the Tigers. <laughs> I like the under. Under's uh, fifty five. So uh, I know LSU can score, but I think Georgia's defense is really good. And I know LSU's yeah. defense is not good, and Georgia's offense tends to struggle. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, LSU probably wins, but at the same time, it's one of these games I look at. I mean, if I'm betting, I'd probably take Georgia plus seven because Georgia has a lot more to play for than LSU, and that tends yeah, to be they one do. thing I fall back on when gambling. So give me Georgia plus seven. Give me the under on 55. Uh could be way off on both of those. I mean, I don't. I don't really know how it's going to go. I don't have a good. I don't have a good feel for this one, but it should be a yeah. good to watch regardless. I was going to say I do. I, I I like what you're saying about Georgia. Of the four games, this is probably the only one I'm going to try to watch from start to finish. Um, that Georgia defense is unbelievable. Somehow Kentucky had a good defense this year after losing everybody, and you know. Kentucky ran for over 400 yards three you know three of the last four games, and yet Georgia blanked them. They had a big goose yeah. egg. Um, that defense is is legit. I think if they get a good version of their offense, they can keep up with LSU. Um, if they don't, then I think this is going to be a blowout with you know Joe Burrow probably putting up 55 by himself because that Georgia defense will be on the field all day. But if I were a betting man, I think I'd take Georgia too. Um, as a fan, I'm fairly confident LSU will win, but I do think it's a, it's somewhat close in a game. I know absolutely nothing about Hickman. Give us a little breakdown on Utah and Oregon. Can I, can I go first on this? <laughs> sure. Please. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> and by go first, Logan, um, when's this game being played? Oh, that is, um, you know, on Friday, Friday night, Friday. Hold up. That's, <laughs> that's Friday at eight o'clock on ABC. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Hickman, you can do your prediction first. I just wanted to see if Logan knew when the game was. I have no idea. <laughs> Good gracious. What's wrong with the Pac-12 championship game cannot be televised on a Saturday? <laughs> I mean, is right that, at time slots. You got the is Big that Ten how early. bad they are? You got the SEC, and then you have the whatever other conferences, Big 12 at night. And college football games last four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm going to go with um, j- just based on the fact that Utah, I, they're going to, if they have a chance to get there, they're just one of those teams that's going to slip up and lose. They're not going to make the playoff. So uh, Oregon wins it. That's based on nothing aside from me knowing that Oregon has a quarterback that's supposed to be drafted high. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I know nothing. Um, Utah has something to play for. Um, I hope Oregon wins, but I, I have no clue on this one. I don't know either one of these teams. Uh, I know Utah barely beat BYU, and that was three months ago. So I, I know nothing. I would stay away if I was a betting man, but I would yeah. I would assume Oregon wins this game just based on history. Yep. Well, I'm going against y'all. I'm going to take the under of 47. It's a really low over-under number. 
Um, and I'm going to take Utah minus six and a half. Oh. Um, Hickman will remember this. I think we were in college at this time. But when Kyle Whittingham first became, he took over uh, when Urban Meyer left for Florida. Um, Utah was up by like 40 points in the fourth quarter, and Kyle Whittingham did an onside kick. <laughs> I don't so, remember that, but I'm sure you loved it. You, you made reference to me about it because you're like, that's something you would do. And I'm like, I, I would. You played to win I, the game. Uh, some, some things don't change. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> so. Out, out of that, I'm taking Oregon. I really, outside of that, there's nothing there. Um, I, I don't know much. O- Oregon's not really good lately. Their quarterback's supposed to be good. He uh, he just has problems being accurate, which happens to be important for a quarterback. Um, Utah has a good defense. Oregon's defense is good enough. It'll be a low-scoring game, and I think Utah's going to win because Kyle Whittingham will kick an onside kick. Called it here first. Ooh. Well... Our last two matchups here are Oklahoma Baylor, Ohio State, Wisconsin are both ma- are both rematches of, I mean, like less than a month ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, Oklahoma and Baylor played. I think it was at Baylor and Oklahoma won. Um, yeah. It was close, but I think they won. Um, Baylor Baylor jumped out like twenty eight to three, which is the worst lead in sports, and it's terrible. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> Oklahoma stormed back and won a close game late. Yeah, Oklahoma outscored them, good gosh, 24 to nothing in the second half? Yeah. Ugh, that's a tough way to lose. Um, I think Oklahoma's the better team, partly because I also thought Baylor should have been um, in the conversation for the death penalty a couple years ago. Um, so I hope they don't make the playoffs because I think that would be awful for college football. Um, but I think Oklahoma and Ohio State – both roll in these in these rematches. It is odd to me though that the the rematch of like I said less than a month ago, Oklahoma won by three. They're favored by eight and a half in this game. And I know the game is not at Baylor, but this seems like like high to me. But I do think Oklahoma and Ohio State both roll in their rematches. I I think Oklahoma has a lot to play for, and they have to put up a very nice showing to leapfrog uh, Utah if Georgia loses. So. I think Oklahoma is going to know exactly where they stand when they kick off uh, Saturday night. And it's one of those things I wouldn't bet until right at game time. And it's if, if Oklahoma is a win and get in situation, um, I think I would take the point. I'd be like eight minus eight and a half, whatever. I think they're going to blow them out. Or if Oklahoma has nothing to play for, I would take Baylor, give me eight and a half points. So I would wait on betting on this one until right at game time. So what if, what if Georgia loses, Oklahoma loses, and uh, Utah loses? Baylor's in. in. Baylor? Baylor gets in? Baylor's I mean, not in. So who's in? According to the rankings, they're in. i uh, telling you they're not going to be in. Okay. I get, I get Baylor a 0% chance. No. Uh, those, I mean, because the committee's made up of, like, former, like, ADs, <laughs> like, people that are in the quote-unquote, um, I don't know, the upper, like, inside the inner circles of the NCAA. The NCAA well, has, wants no part of Baylor in the playoffs because of what Logan already said. Because that I would agree. be the topic of conversation. <laughs> I agree, but if they win their conference championship game, everybody ahead of them loses. They it's got to be them. They have one loss. Everybody else has two. 
How do you justify? Like you played nobody. <laughs> then do you put That's in Florida or Penn State? Uh, I think Georgia still might make it. I mean, I think they may be like, oh, you lost to the number one overall team. You're still, you're still there. Man, had Georgia just beaten South Carolina, they would be in. It'd just be a lock. I agree. Yeah. Crazy. Which is crazy because Tennessee boat raced South Carolina essentially. Well, facts. Yeah, Tennessee must be better than Georgia. <laughs> and on that. This was episode 19 of Sports <laughs> Nuts and Beer Guts. We're shutting it down. <laughs> we are shutting her down. We're just going to sit her down right here. Give us some ideas for some Chug Sip or Pour. We need some beverages. We need some Christmas movies. Hit us up on that Facebook group page. Hit at us up Sports Nuts Pod on Twitter. At, at the Sports Nuts Pod on the Tweet Machine. I'm Logan. That's Chris. That's Matt Hickman. We are the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts.